Hey everybody, Aaron here. Thank you so much for joining us and tuning back in for yet another week of the forecast. Quick note, we're going to actually be doing a flashback cast this week because today Avengers Endgame comes out and we are very excited about producing a podcast about Avengers Endgame and sort of talking through the complexities of how you would wrap up a Marvel Cinematic Universe or story arc. And so what we decided to do is we're going to do a flashback cast from a year ago when our four, Kevin, Meg, Owen, and Jake, talked about Avengers Infinity War. We're not exactly sure when the podcast is going to come out for Avengers Endgame, but keep a lookout for that. It should be coming soon. It may not actually be next Thursday. It may be sooner than that because they're very excited to already produce the podcast. So thanks again, and please enjoy this flashback episode of The Forecast. Okay, cool. So is this actually the recording? Yes. I think so. Yeah, this is. we're going to start here. This is good. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good start. I love it. <laughs> Aces. Hi. So I hi. Feel like this is yeah. Gonna be a disaster. No, this is gonna be awesome. Oh, this is already excellent. We're good. This is not <laughs> going you. to be anything. It is. Horizon movie podcast? Yeah. We don't really have a name for it. We're just kind of doing this. Uh, but yeah, how about that Infinity War, huh? So That um, should be the name of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Write that down, Aaron. That's what we're using. Mm. Uh, I, think so, I think it's early yet. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we're just going to go through and introduce ourselves and kind of give our short, like, sentence-long review of the movie, like, whether we liked it or not, I guess. So I'm Jake, and I thought it was fucking amazing. Hi, I'm Kevin, and I think it was amazing, and when the next one comes out, we'll see if it was a huge mistake. <laughs> I'm Megan, uh, liked it a lot more than I thought I would, and also it broke my heart, so, you know, there's that. Uh, I'm Owen, and I thought it was also pretty fucking amazing. Cool. Okay, that's it, bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's Good luck and Godspeed, morons. You guys were all so original there. We, well, we liked the movie. Well, to be fair, I, mean, I went first. That's true. That's true. Jake so I'm in I, was, I was tagging on. So Jake and I are the only ones that made original statements. Love it. <laughs> uh, true. Speaking of which, is it anyone going to challenge me on my on my position there uh, about <laughs> the next movie? That, this entire thing hinges on the next movie to not yep. suck. Yeah. If, if if they if they don't bring back certain people, then everyone's gonna be mad. But if they bring back a bunch of people, well, it's just gonna be oh, so it doesn't matter. That so means movie for nothing. nothing. Yeah. Before we get too far into this, I guess I'll say spoilers. We're gonna be talking about the ending, and so for anyone who doesn't care and somehow doesn't know and is listening to this podcast, like half the characters die at the end. Thanos does that thing with the glove and he kills everyone, most everyone, whatever. They just yeah. kind of turn to dust. The, the only people that live are the original set of Avengers and one token character from each sub-franchise. Except for Spider-Man. Yeah. I think Aunt May's probably still alive. It, or his, <laughs> his buddy. Maybe Uncle Ben's oh, still Ned? alive. Yeah. I don't know about that. Ned's going to show sure. up as Guy in Chair for part two. That would actually if, be great. Okay. I wonder if Uncle Ben's still alive. Oh, Megan, yeah. you got to weigh in on this one. I'm sure. I'm sure Uncle Ben is still alive, guys. This is important. We to haven't me. seen him. 
He hasn't told Peter with great power comes great responsibility. So, I mean, is it really a Spider-Man movie or is it just a fourth Iron Man? You make a fair point. If you get right down to it, there's several other franchises that are also Iron Man 4 through 6. So mm-hmm. like... That's true. But yeah, no, I think I think you're absolutely right. Where if... What I'm worried about is that they seem to be gearing up like they're going to bring everyone back. Which does make this whole thing feel kind of like a waste of time. And, and I would agree with that. I mean, the... The, the scene that everyone talks about is uh, Peter leaving and pleading with Stark that he doesn't want to die. And I know that it broke Megan's heart. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, you gotta say, it was a really powerful scene. And, like, I felt that, like, viscerally. But then after the movie was just kind of like, and, I mean, obviously they have to bring him back because there's going to be a Spider-Man sequel. So, uh, and that's doesn't where, that's really mean anything. Like, I wanted to feel bad at that moment because I realized that that was such a powerful, sad scene. However, I didn't feel sad because I was like, bitch, I know you're going to be in the next one. Um, And I know that the directors mentioned the fact that it's really hard to write a story in both worlds of, like, you know, what the people in the comic world know, like... You know, the, the the characters themselves and what we as outsiders who know that there's like five other movies that are currently being made know. Um, and, and that it's kind of difficult to do that because it's hard to be like, oh, yeah, what happens if something bad happens to this character? Well, we know that it's not. And so it's hard to like write stuff for us because we know that. Uh, uh, that's that's not really a unique to movies issue like if spider-man dies in spider-man then what do they do you just like, replace him with miles morales which i'm 100 like, percent okay with just replace him with miles morales there's a big deal when you replace him with miles morales they have to have a reason to kill a character in a lot of films and a lot of comics in a lot of books and, and, you're and not right every book is that. Game of Thrones. If you kill off a major character, it has to be for a reason, usually. And and see, that's why I feel like there's not going to be any repercussions from this movie. I, I think we're going to see most of the cast, if not all, come back in the next one because of the fact that it's comic books. And if it was meant to be something big and huge, it would be something big and huge and there'd be a large reason for it. What, you mean like the end of like their fourth Avengers movie? Like that? Something big? Kind of like that? The one they've been building up to for but, years? But I mean, called like, the beginning. War? Yeah. Permanent Not just any death. war. A, a really big kind of war. Like I, I, as I big mean, as like, you could be. Like infinity big. I, I mean like a character permanently no longer going to be seen in the franchises of everything. Like, so far in the entire MCU, we have two good characters that are permanently dead. And I have to put an asterisk about that because, technically speaking, one of them came back to life. Who are you counting? I'm assuming, yeah. Well, that's retarded. Because Coulson dies in the movies and he's never seen from again in the movies. So if you're counting just the movie stuff, you know, he's dead. But if you okay. know, he is, does come back in the shows. Is Betty Ross alive? We don't know and we don't care because it's from an ancillary movie. Like, it's the the original Hulk isn't really a thing, so it doesn't really matter to a lot of this. Yeah, and, and I like, think that's... Like, they have Thunderbolt Ross, which made the Hulk, which muddies the water a ton. Like, they brought him from the original movie. 
and that was weird, but like that it was, was cool. Weird. Yeah, he, he's he's really good at it. Like perfect casting the first time around, perfect casting the second time around. He's such a good yeah. jerk. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking thinking the fact that I I don't think that they're going to let you know Peter or Quill or you know they're definitely not letting T'Challa go. No, it's uh, Peter Quill Owen. That's that's his name. I, I meant Parker. I, I know, I know, but also I was like, well, when I said Peter, I realized I I needed to distinguish the other Peter. Spider Man um, versus Star Lord. Yeah, they like, all have they all have superhero names. Like all their names are first names. And, and and I just I just feel like you know Disney being the money grabbing people that they are, and also the fact that we know that a lot of them are going to have sequels. These characters are going to come back now. Maybe you what can they... make an argument for something like Guardians uh, that not all of the Guardians come back, and I would be okay with this. And I think that that is how they should do that. I, I, I kind of think that Gamora stays dead because Gamora she needs to stay. Dead. I mean, she didn't die during the Thanos snapping and killing half the universe, so I think she kind of has the snap- to sure. stay. Here's, oh they call God, it. Here's what bothers name. me about that, though. Why? Why can the magic glove bring half the universe back, but not the girl who fell down a hill? Basically, they, there are <laughs> answers. There is answers to that that would make sense. Like, oh, they were in the soul gem because he snapped yep. his fingers and using the infinity. But that's stupid. Let's yeah. be really clear about this. There are answers that could explain it away, but they're stupid there, answers. It is, at the end of the day, this is comics, and they're going to do things that are going to be stupid because it's comics. Well, okay, but here's, here's the problem, though. Stupid. Speaking as one who has watched every other movie, there has not yet really been a part, other than, I guess, a little bit of um, the second Avengers movie, the name of which I completely forget, Age of Ultron. Ultron. None of the other ones have I had to go, that's really dumb, but okay. They've managed to kind of suppress that enough and be like, take this seriously as it is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, it's jokey-jokey, whatever, whatever, and they but it's never like, that, right? oh, that's dumb, but it's cute, so I'll allow it. You know what I mean? They they pull their punches with the bullshit magic. Yeah. Like, I don't... I don't think they would suddenly go back on that and just be like, Oh, it's comics. Anything can happen. Superman flies around the world and reverses time. Because like, we need him to do that right now. Like, I think they've been so smart. I'd be really disappointed for them to suddenly just be like, Bullshit out of their asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like hell, the Doctor Strange movie had some of the most obvious bullshit issues because it was using real magic, but it all stayed within pretty defined limitations. Like, you had the Dormammu have come to bargain thing, where it was like, oh, this is exactly how this works. There's a, there's a, there, there's a easily definable scheme for how this is going to go down, and it's time travel with clear rules. Yes. And then they also have when the, the what is it, the eldest one or whatever, which he dies, that just that scene that like yeah. Oh, yeah. takes like a moment to last forever. That, that was, that's, that's a great dramatic scene. Mm-hmm. And it is using literal time magic to explain <laughs> away how someone can die who has magic powers. They've, they've been doing really good so far. And I think that and I don't want to mess it up with this because it felt really it they felt did really this hard. part so well that to then be let down by them just hand waving it and being like eh, never mind we didn't mean to do that 
it's it'd be a bigger betrayal than if something was dumb in Iron Man two. Yeah, and because Iron I, Man two wasn't. But was I retarded. think that's the thing is like we know that they're going to do some hand wavy shit. The question is, what is the hand wavy shit that they do in the next one? And that will determine how good this one ends up being. Is because if they do it well, then yeah. This one is a good movie, and it's very good to be invested in. But if they just go, oh, and time stone, and everything goes back in time, and where everything's fine, like, I feel like it loses something. In order for the next one to mean something to me, and for, like, this entire thing to mean something to me, someone has to stay dead. I mean, Probably my thought... Someone's. Yeah, my thought is kind of like, the original Avengers die in the next one. Like, bringing everybody back, like, fixing things. I think they die then. So, one of the things that I know that there has been a lot of speculation about is that there is a... Multiple times in the movie, they suggest and say that uh, we do not trade a life for a life. It comes up time and time again with zero payoff in this film. And so there's a lot of speculation that that might be a thing that happens in the next film. Is that there are people that will sacrifice themselves to trade their life for a life. I'm going to argue with you on that. I think they did bring that up in this film. At least one very specific time. The time with Gamora? No, or, the time with, oh. Yes, but also more importantly, because that's that's not with a character that is a protagonist. That's not what we care about. When Strange gives him the time stone for not killing Tony Stark. That's as clear that's, that's like that's the example of that. That's true. I'm that, I am that, giving you this thing so Tony Stark will live. Because Tony is part of the solution, whatever the solution may be. Yeah. But that's that is I think a pretty they didn't explain why, but that is definitely an example of them trading something for Tony Stark's life, and the thing was definitely going to be other people's lives. Like that was never a like a, a in question fact. I'm I don't sure. Know. Yeah. I think Doctor Strange just really liked them. They were really good friends all through the movie. They were high fiving. <laughs> okay. I and will then... let you and the boy die in order to protect this stone. That was a joke. Yeah, probably. he was he was full of shit, and I think both of them knew it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I I do think it was a good bluff, but it did not work. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think whatever happens in this next thing, and however Captain Marvel is tied into this, um, it has something to do with Tony. What do Tony does, who knows? But it do has something to do with that. I mean, when has an Avengers movie not had something major to do with Tony Stark? Well, that is, that is the... Yeah. Well, Avengers, that's not Avengers movie. movie. Avengers yeah, you're right, you're right. movie. Yeah, this, is, right. this is also why... Uh, some of the thought process is that the ending of the next Avengers will have Tony either stepping back from his role or him completing his role and like dying in order to save and correct things. That's what we thought would happen at the end of like Age of Ultron, though, was that like he'd be in the background and like the new Avengers would be doing stuff from now on. It's like true. Vision and Scarlet Witch and all them. Yeah, and then cool. that didn't Age happen. Age of Ultron I... gave us Vision and Scarlet Witch. Yeah, but and, at the end of it, we had that shot of the Avengers building hangar with yeah. Vision, Scarlet Witch, Falcon, and uh, what's his ass? Uh, yeah. War Machine, I yep. think. Yeah, that guy like, who's very yeah. important to the plot. Hey, anyway. Black the, Iron Man. The other, the other, the Iron Man alter, alternate version, <laughs> whereas Falcon's the Captain America alternate version that wasn't living in Budapest or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but like, 
oh, this is the new team. Cool. Like, action shot, end of Age of Ultron. We're moving on in the future. And then Iron cool. Man's in Civil War. <laughs> yeah, instead, instead they just went to war with each other because that made total sense. We had three definite cap- We had three definitely not Avengers Captain America movies. The, the numbers two and three were definitely Captain America movies. Nothing to do with the Avengers at all. I mean, Just no. Iron Man showed up in both of them. Civil War was basically just Avengers 2.5. It was the Russo brothers going, okay, we need to fix the shit show that was Age of Ultron, so yeah. give the people what we want. It's the Avengers, but with the ones that have Superman powers in space. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> See Thor Ragnarok, it's a funny movie. Great movie. It's a good yeah. movie. I, I, I think that is also, like, goes back to the, um, I feel like the teams should change in some way like define it, the teams okay so like guardians of the galaxy or hey, the oh. avengers or any of those like they are teams of superheroes that band together and randomly in the comics and i mean it really is a random hodgepodge of, of people and it's a rotating cast it's not always the same six people it's core couple of people but then they have like some rotating others and i think that that's kind of the thing is that for after the next avengers that we need to see the teams rotate we need to not just be like okay so we have the core ones that were there in avengers one and yep guardians of the galaxy are still the same guardians like i I think that you need to have either people stop being part of the team or dead so that way you can have other people in the team and be a prominent figure in that team what if we get what if we get miles morales as spider-man I'm 100% okay with that. As I mean, much I'm, as I love Tom Holland, I'm very I'm on okay board, but it. also, like, I'm not okay with things being left the way they were left. That was just far too sad. But, I, but, but that's why it mattered. <laughs> I, I think this was, this was a, a risky gamble on their part, uh, because I don't know any other franchise that would just be like, hey, we're just going to kill all of our characters and, like, hope not people just, buy it. Not just kill all our characters, but kill, like, the future of our franchise. Yeah. And, and you know, hope people will be in suspense for the next year. And I know it's going to work. That's the sad thing, is that, you know, we have Ant-Man coming up next month, and whether you like Ant-Man or not, if you are invested in any character of the MCU, you see an Ant-Man just at the hint that they might know something about like being able to come back and and get your favorite, you know, get back uh, the Guardians or get back uh, Peter or T'Challa or whoever. Yeah, if anyone's gonna know how to bring someone back from the dead, it's Ant-Man. <laughs> hey, okay, Ant-Man <laughs> has a fuck ton of stuff that he goes into separate realities, like the quantum zone and all of that. So like... He can make he can be small or big. That's a superpower. <laughs> yeah, bringing nobody back from Ant- the dead. Ant Man but- is simultaneously one of the more reasonable Avengers and has some of the most bullshit sci fi that they've pulled in any of them. With the oh, I'm gonna get like smaller than the size of an atom and then like <laughs> undo it. Like that, that was might, the best part though. They might try to use that. Well, I, I I don't want to agree with that one here because it's stupid, but they from, might do that. From the trailer of the next Ant Man, they're dealing with doing stuff in the quantum realm. So you're gonna have stuff of them oh, doing God. things in like less than atom space. I don't think I can see this movie. I just I don't think I'm into it. Like the first Ant Man was great because it was like a reasonable one. It was not. It was not huge bullshit. It had really good like 
it had shots of him getting like running away in fear from a vacuum. It's <laughs> <laughs> quality. So, also, Michael Pena is great. In the yes, movie. I'm excited for him to be back. But back to Avengers. Um, yeah, I, I just like Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Hawkeye, maybe he'll bring him back. Speaking of Hawkeye, he's got a bow. Um, they mention him multiple times in the movie. It's yeah, because he's not in it. Well, that's the thing. Well, no, here's the thing: is that there are multiple people that aren't in it. They don't mention Valkyrie at all. Uh, yeah, it's because she yeah. wasn't in the last Avengers movie. Still mad about that they, one. They mention Ant Man once. But they mention Clint three separate occasions. Well, I mean, to be fair, when Hulk shows up and is like, hey, let's get everyone together. Where's that guy who had the bow? He knew him. He didn't know Ant-Man. Yeah. So he yeah. wouldn't be like, shit, where's Ant-Man? I've heard so much about Ant-Man. But he's a small thing. boy. There, they, <laughs> they mentioned that there. They mentioned it again of, hey, where's Ant-Man and uh, There's a running gag Clint. Ant-Man not being well known is a running gag at this point. It was oh, in, yeah, true. it was in Age of Ultron. It was not Age of Ultron. It was in uh, Civil War <laughs> before he was even known at all. Yeah, shut up! It that was, was, it was in Civil War. You're right. You're right. But also, <laughs> shut up. It was in Civil War, and they like they keep mentioning that like he's just this nobody dude. <laughs> and 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 I agree with that. But the point is the fact that they mention Clint a lot. Because for somebody loves Clint. who's not in the movie, all the Avengers I mean, love but, Clint. That's like yeah, his, the fighting characteristic in this movie. So they keep mentioning the fact that Clint is away, and at the end, during the end credit scene, they mention that Clint's on a mission. And so people kind of guess that his mission might have something to do with something, uh, like, with a second team of, like, what's happening in the next Avengers. Could you be less specific? Yeah, I hear it has something to do with the movie. They think he is going to be with Captain Marvel and Ant-Man fixing some shit. Oh, and Valkyrie. She's in there as well. Uh, Here's the thing. One of two things probably is happening with Valkyrie. Either we don't see her and she's just like, she maybe shows up later as like, I was blown from the wreckage kind of deal. Or we are assuming she is dead in the crash. And it really depends on what they think happened with Hulk sh- with Thor's ship. She's like, alive. She, I, she I is think that's likely, that? but they've never oh, said Oh, hell that. yeah, because she's on set for the next one. So you oh, can't well, be okay. dead and not be on set for the well, next you one. You, you, absolutely you absolutely can. can. Like, there are flashbacks of dead people that happen a lot. That's <laughs> yeah. true. Was uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi but, alive but in any thing. of them besides the first one? Well, the shots of her on set... And the shots of many of them on set are the same are scenes that are in the this Avengers. Yeah, what people and assume they wouldn't is have happening. Ever done anything as as like in depth as writing several fake scripts to show the actors so that if they leaked information, it would be wrong information. Here's the thing: is that people are assuming what is currently happening with all of these uh, stills of these people in these separate scenes and everything is that this is when the retrograde thing happens with the time stone or with Captain Marvel or whatever time shit that they decide to do that they are then in these scenes. So what we have seen, what we saw in Avengers 3, will be rehatched in Avengers 4, just with more cast, because they're alive now. 
I feel like you just made about 50 assumptions in one sentence. Yeah, that was so a So let's lot unpack least. some like, of that. I do not it think It is a the... fan theory. There is pictures that have gone with this theory. This is oh, a shit. thing. I didn't realize there were pictures. I take it all back. <laughs> I, they I obviously go I... back in time to save the world. That's insane. How I else do... do you explain some of these characters sitting in, like, this ruined streets next to Tony and Doctor Strange, the, like, the way they were when the uh, Black Guard or whatever the fuck they were called show up and take the time or try to take the time stone. You know that sh- that scene in Age of Ultron where Tony gets this vision of like a space like moon or whatever with a pile of bodies of all yes. of the Avengers on it? Yep. Yeah. That's, that's a, a possibility. <laughs> it, it doesn't mean they're alive if they're in shot. It also doesn't mean that those shots are going to be in the movie. It also doesn't mean that that's a like an actual thing that's happening. I don't. All I'm saying is they've been they've been doing things to legitimately try to throw the press and the media and the viewers off of what is going to happen in this movie and the next movie. And they've done that well. I would and say so that they've I, done a great job of being able to keep things hush hush and being able to throw people off. And so I'm thinking if we've got pictures, it doesn't mean that we know what's up. I'm thinking, basically, until I, until I see that theory. movie, I'm saying that's only a theory. And that's what all I'm saying, is that we don't a know anything from that. Theory. Oh, God, we're going to get sued. Sorry. By that guy. <sighs> um... I, I'm just, there, so there is like a theory of that of that like that's where Clinton, uh, where where Barton is, and that's what he's up to, and why he's not there. Of what happened to Valkyrie. Wait, that's the theory of what that he's in the past. And I think that holds <laughs> yes. less water than Loki not being God. dead. Oh, Loki! Loki's, oh, Loki being alive dead. is much more also, reasonable than any of these statements. <laughs> we uh, have evidence uh, on this. Good, fact. good evidence for Loki being alive. He doesn't turn back into uh, a frost person. Is that when he when he's quote unquote dead, he's still a human being, and so he still has whatever that that spell was that Odin put upon him to make him look like an Asgardian. Uh, yeah. Why would that not. change anything? Why would he? Why would he change back? Odin's because been dead, Odin's well, been dead for ages. It's because of the fact that when he Odin's gets spell, the living shit gone. beat out of him in what is that? The second one, he turns blue. He like he goes back into being like a frost. Here's giant version of him. point when he gets the shit kicked out of him in Avengers 1 he does not. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure about like, that, but the, like him being more blue or less blue, I don't think seems to be tied necessarily to him dying. When he I think he, when he faked his death in the end of Dark World and he turned into a frostbite, that was not a thing that actually happened. That was him faking <laughs> his death true. for Thor. Very true. That was he knew that Thor would he, Thor needed to see him like be different dead than the last twelve times he's done this because he does this <laughs> literally every time you look at him. <laughs> yeah, when they were younger it was a fun game you'd play. <laughs> Well, I mean, he turned right into there. a snake. And I, you know, I love snakes. <laughs> that right I there is why up, I don't believe back he's dead. <laughs> like, I don't he's believe not he's dead. Yeah. Loki is the cockroach you cannot step on. Like, I think if anything, we did not see the body for nearly enough time. <laughs> I I think that if anything, that he's going to be, you know quote-unquote dead for a couple of movies here and then we'll see him reappear in Thor 4 or whatever the fuck they decide next. Thor 4, who's the shadowy bad guy? Oh shit, it was Loki. <laughs> it was Loki all the time! I'm pretty sure it's called the 4 
For the record, that's a working title I hear. I saw pictures on set. Nice. <laughs> well, if there are pictures, it has to be true. Yeah, that's what I keep saying. No, no, but just like with those, like, hair. With, with, <laughs> give me a minute with Microsoft Paint. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, carry on. Oh, this is gonna be awful. Oh my god. Um. I also, okay. Yeah. Something that kind of bothered me in the movie, mm-hmm. it felt really lazy the way they got rid of Hulk. Like, I get that, like, you don't want Hulk to just be there and solve every combat problem. Like, I can respect that, but just being like, eh, he doesn't want to play today. That was pretty weak, I, I thought. Th- I think that they're trying to go with them, like, there is not going to be a Hulk movie. They have said that because of the fact that they don't own rights to releasing it. Also, in most, in a lot of instances, the Hulk is not a character, he's a plot device. Yeah, and, and so I think that what it is is the fact that they're trying to add to his story, and what we saw was in Thor was that the Hulk took over for two years. And then he was finally human again, and this we see him and the Hulk arguing about changing. So I think like they're trying to add character development to him, but it just seems like a really awkward and bad place for that character development to be. Because it's like, I get that you're trying to do like what you're doing with this in general and trying to like disguise it as a character thing, but it's also just kind of like, screw that, he should be able to turn into the Hulk. Yeah, I don't... Because what bothers me... I mean, the whole thing's just kind of dumb and lazy, in my opinion. But then, like, you have things where it's like, you know... It's officially established that Hulk has tried to shoot himself, but the Hulk wouldn't let him. Right, yeah. that's so what like, got me, too. Like, the couple yeah, like, of times that he was close to dying, and I the Hulk didn't it, come out. <laughs> I sense something being up, and I, I feel like, much like they're, like... With much like Loki being very unconvincingly dead, that this is going to be coming back to us. Like I, I think there's a theory out there. This. Yeah, go for yeah. it. He was actually Loki the whole movie, and that's why he couldn't no. turn to the Hulk because no. he was Loki. No, uh, that's oh, that's what, what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I established it's that's there. Okay, Jake. Think about it. Loki, yeah. Hulk are on the thing. Guy whose name I don't remember shoots a beam. Heimdall. Heimdall. Oh yeah. shit, Jake. I okay. Oh, he's yeah, probably I dead. Thought yeah. you were being yes, completely ridiculous. Heimdall is basically the only Asgardian that we know is dead. Then again, Heimdall. most of the other Asgardians were killed in Ragnarok. So <laughs> this is I true. I thought you were being completely ridiculous. Yeah. But the more I think about it, the less completely it, yeah. ridiculous. It I was mainly trying to be ridiculous, but then the more I said it, I was like, mm, yeah, no, that's actually, not terrible. Like weirder things have happened. The- like, he shoots someone out, and it turns out to be Hulk. But Loki, what? Uh, I don't know if the timeline. Yeah, I was works gonna say, there. I don't think the timeline works out. I think he, Loki ends up dying after the after. Hulk has already been thrown. I off. think you're right. But that didn't necessarily have to have been Loki. It could either. have been Floki. Fake that Loki. could have been magic. Or Floki, as Jake says. Yes, I think they were both. Lo- you know, what? I think everyone who dies actually Loki. Everyone was Loki mm-hmm. the whole time. Yep, nope. Seems Thor legit. is the only real person. And it's all an elaborate pl- prank by Loki. This is actually all in Thor's head. Mm. He's gonna wake up and they're gonna be five years old in their bedroom. Loki's gonna be like, gotcha, dude. He's <laughs> gonna slap him and leave. <laughs> That's how the next movie ends. <sighs> it's gonna be fucking great. 
Um, I've I've got one last theory, and also apparently Kevin has a truck. Uh, yeah, he's I'm got sorry. places to be. You know how it I is. live in Carroll County. Yeah, <laughs> someone um, was driving by. All my right, house. so so last last theory from from my end of of, of stuff here um, is that when I I do not know this character's name when the Loki. creepy guy with the staff ends up breaking into sure Shuri's lab. Which, which one? The the with the golden staff that breaks into Shuri's lab to try to kill Vision. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So when that happens and Shuri like gets thrown off of the computer, she grabs a file off of the computer. And some people believe that that file may be Jarvis slash Vision. So even though we have seen him that he's he's dead and he's dead not via gauntlet, that there may be a way of bringing him or a version of him back. That's a very boring one, especially because they killed him already. If twice. you recall, they killed him twice. Like I don't know, that feels like a nothing theory. Like oh, they'll bring the robot character back. It's like yeah, probably. Yeah, so basically, that yeah, that's that doesn't change the giant pile of characters that vanished into smoke. Yeah. Also, like, who the fuck cares about Vision? Like, yeah, his whole no. character seems to be... Like, he's a really nice guy. Like, really nice. But that's kind of where it ends. Like, I hey, he picked like. up the hammer that one time because an elevator could pick up the hammer. That was a great moment. The elevator's not worthy. But, yep. like... Yep. You know, like, this movie, like, he's cool because he's hanging out with Scarlet Witch, but then it's like, oh, no... Leave me to die, my love. I'll do it for the world. It's like, okay, I don't can, care can I, if the robot wants to die. That I, I was fine with that trope being played once, but the fact that we had to see it played twice in this whole, like, oh, hey, I've asked you, my lover, to kill me. Please find the strength to do that. Like, it just seemed like a stretch the second time that we saw it with Vision and Scarlet Witch, because we already saw it played out with Peter and Gamora, and I was just kind of like, I'm over this, just fucking kill him. <laughs> like, I would have found it much better if it was just like, hey, if I asked you to kill me because of reasons, can you do that? And, like, one of them just instantaneously doing it without any hesitation or any of this, like, oh, let me pull on your heartstrings. Just like, nah, fuck it, you're dead now. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, actually, I while it would have been interesting if they did that with Quill, they've been, they've established too much that he's way too emotional. Like, oh yeah, yeah. They, they, no, it, w it wouldn't be consistent for either of those characters. So if they wanted to put that into two scenes, it would have gone the same way in both of them. Also, he he swore on his mother, so like you know, it was super serious. I do love that they call back to the dance off. Oh yeah, <laughs> when they're like, we need a plan to kill. That was, I don't know. that was amazing. It's that was just amazing. like, yeah, we'll just have like a dance off with him. It'll be great. It's oh. like, yeah, okay. <laughs> that man is a treasure. It should be in every movie. I, I think there, this movie okay. did a fantastic a job of bridging all of the like. It was all of the payoff scenes of like you know seeing everybody from the MCU together in various different um, combinations that we needed. What blew my mind? There were so many meetups that like I didn't know I wanted until they happened. Like, if you would ask me before this movie, do I want to see Doctor Strange talking to Tony Stark, I would have said, fuck no, I don't need two of the exact same characters to interact. <laughs> I kind of know how that'll go. But I still really, really liked it when it happened. I was like, this is great. And then, I like, obviously, like, when Thor meets the Guardians, it's the best thing that's ever happened, ever. Yeah. Pirate Angel. 
But, yeah. Good luck and Godspeed, morons. <laughs> best combination was seeing Rocket and Winter Soldier. And oh my trying god. To I'm gonna get that armor. That was great. <laughs> like, I never that's, knew that's why I you know wanted Bucky's them back, together. Rocket's getting that arm. <laughs> I don't like, know, I, man. I feel I, like I've been seeing that joke since Guardians of the Galaxy came out. It's the true. people are like, yo, when Rocket meets Bucky, it's gonna be fucking lit. So when it happened, I was like, yeah, I know where this is going immediately. He wants the arm, obviously. Maybe that's I, but just it was me. Still, but it was still good. It I still appreciate still the good. fact that it was there. Like, they had to do it. Just, like, just because I've seen all the memes doesn't mean everyone's seen all the memes. But I was just kind of like, okay, this is where it happens. Yeah, I, I, I think that they paid off things well. Like, also, brief aside, I like how this entire podcast has been a critique on the past last like fifteen minutes of Infinity War, and like just now we're starting to talk about any other parts of the movie. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, mean... I forgot there were other parts. I have, you know, I have a yeah. critique about the main fucking storyline of this. Because Thanos is all, like, broody and he's like, well, there's finite resources in the world, I'm gonna get this glove and kill half of the world so that way people can have more resources. If you have a glove that can really just do anything in the entire universe, why not double the resources or maybe make everyone self-sufficient so you don't need to kill everybody? Like, there are solutions here that don't involve murdering half the universe. Yeah, can I just can I just say that all things considered, I find Thanos to be a very boring villain. Really? Like, really? I, yes, I do not find him interesting. I, think I do he's... not find his motivations particularly compelling. I feel like he only exists to give everybody a reason to team up. I am inclined to disagree. I think he's one of the better villains Marvel's really? put out. Really? I mean, yeah, I would say sort so. Of fucking warmonger. Okay, you know how okay, you know the line that they had that um they have in Civil War when Peter's talking to Captain America about what Tony Stark told him about him? It's like you're you're wrong and you think you're right and that makes you dangerous. Like yep. that is Thanos' character. He's incredibly powerful and he is so in deep belief that what he's doing is the right thing and he's a psychopath. Yeah, like, he's oh, yeah. so he, he, like he plays like what's his ass? Josh Brolin plays him very much like a like he cool and level-headed and he sounds like he knows what he's talking about and he's crazy <laughs> what i think is really interesting and owen it's if you've been keeping thing. up with movie bob you know this point yes. so i'm yep very much lifting this from him because he's a genius and i love listening to the things he says but what's interesting about thanos is they play him up almost like in a different movie he could be framed as like the hero the guy who's willing to do what no one else has the heart to do to save the masses basically you know what i mean like He's misunderstood Batman, going to do the thing that's right even though no one else is willing to and i think that's just the basis of having a good well thought out character is like nobody gets up in the morning and thinks that they are evil and they're going to do evil things everybody thinks that they're doing the right thing and i think that's just like you know we saw it with with uh uh you know you mentioned killmonger of he it was a great villain because he thinks he's doing the right thing and yeah, i just think that it, i think I that marvel has just gotten that that down and they're like wait we don't can make us. villains good no, they don't have it down like they still have like okay their track record is still very much more strikeouts than they are victories and the number of villains recently, that are just, they're doing okay, better Owen. 
eight, two points does not, two points only technically makes a line. I was gonna say, their two most recent movies were good. Also, the, in Infinity War, they have four villains that are in there that have literally no listed motivation. It's not true, they're skinny boy. He's bad. <laughs> He's a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I loved the guy that was the, like the heralds that was just being like Galactus has come and he will kill you all and you will rejoice. Like I was also like, I don't we know bought Galactus dude, but I love back this. from Sony <laughs> <laughs> because Thanos is not in this movie anymore. Oh, brief aside, Red Skull being in this movie. Yeah, that was so see that cool. one coming. Did not see that one coming. I no, flipped out. Dude, Dude I have been waiting for him to show up. Yeah, because I was, I'm glad. He had was such little... a non-death in the first yeah, Captain America. You didn't see the body. He Loki'd us. And I was he like, did. I'm just waiting. I'm I was waiting. like, he's he shot into space with the cube. And the cube... Does it go with... I don't think the cube goes no, with him. No, 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 no it's, it's not, not in space. Not. It's, it's, um, it's blasted. It's like, he gets... What was it? Was it in this place? No. I it was a space-looking thing. Yeah, it was blasted off of that, like, big bomber jet. Yeah, so that he was but flying like, into and... like dark space or some shit. Yeah, like, just like Loki died in Thor one. Exactly, which yeah. is why when Loki shows back up, it's like, yeah, no, I've just been chilling. It's like, well, okay, fuck is Red Skull then? Yeah, and, and I I loved that. I mean, Jake and Kevin can attest to the fact that. The second that Red Skull showed up, I was on the edge of my reclined seat. Like, True. I I couldn't tell because I wasn't gonna look because you were making some weird noise and I thought you I might have been like, <laughs> yeah, there were a few times where I was like, I hope he's okay. I was very excited that he was back. I was also surprised to learn at the end of it that that wasn't Hugo Weaving and somebody just acting like Hugo Weaving, which I thought was great. Oh, that's sad though. Well, Hugo like, said that I think he didn't Hugo want to Weaving's come back. doing okay. I don't think we need yeah. to feel pity for him. Well, yeah, but like Hugo Weaving is like he's like the he's on like that Vin Diesel list of low key all the best characters from all the things you like. That's fair. Like he's V, he's Agent Smith, he's Elrond, he's Red Skull. Oh my god! <laughs> like just those. Leave out like nothing else. But like, there's other things. Uh, also, like. Brief aside, the bit where like Groot does the like Peter Pettigrew thing to make a make a handle for the axe was like, yes. oh, damn. <laughs> like, sure, he's Groot. He grew it back immediately, but it was like, oh, I, I, baller. I, I quite liked uh, um, Peter Dinklage's cameo. In yes, there. having him play a giant was the best thing that's ever happened. Right next to the other thing I said was the best thing that ever happened. That I, just, I already forget. I the Red love Skull? that they're you know they're dwarves. They are no, called that. dwarves. Oh, the, the, the guardians and the and Thor. Oh thing. yes, that's yeah. what it was. That was. Great. It's linked in there. I'm not. Ch I'm not changing my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I am the captain. I liked that the eyeball was a different color from Thor's like. Yeah, actual that eye. Was a very I really nice appreciated touch. that. Although I'm, I am disappointed. He looked so great with the fucking eye patch. Oh yeah, no, I yes. loved the eye patch. Like, but... I was hyped for him to just be Pirate Angel forever. But now he's just slightly weird Thor. They have like the ultimate Thor like costume on him now, and that's pretty baller. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not that like because they they've all they've been using basically all the good Thor costumes to, through the movies. Like none of the like really derpy looking ones. But like, yeah, he's got a cape. If if they change it too like too many times, eventually they're gonna go wrong. It's gonna look stupid. <laughs> so I'm glad that they didn't do it with this movie. Like they're still doing fine. 
Also, I like how they keep calling it a hammer, even though it is clearly being used as an axe. Clearly an axe. Oh, yeah. Not a hammer. Stormbreaker. And I, I know that's a stupid thing from the comics, but, like, god damn it, that's <laughs> yeah. still dumb. <laughs> it's an axe. I, they're, they've, they've done a very good job of adapting a lot of separate aspects of the comics to make this, and I am very impressed with how well they did with this movie and also how far that they have come from the beginning of them as like a hey this is a shot in the dark and maybe we'll be able to make some money off of some of our like side characters that aren't bought out by other studios to we fucking run this business and we have changed how cinema works like that is it is amazing how just a decade has done just that. Actually, it's it's incredible. What's what's even more incredible to me is like looking at some of the other movies they made. Like Age of Ultron is the clearest example, but I even felt it in like Civil War, where those movies feel a little bit clusterfucky, kind of like yeah. there's too many threads competing. Yeah, definitely. Where's this? There's all of their characters in this, and at no point was I like, okay, let's calm it down, right? Like, I felt well, like that... they pretty much nailed the pacing throughout. Then again, like I don't know if you guys agree with that, but I was amazed at how well they handled that. I think the Russos were able to kind of in Civil War play around with all of the characters and figure out that pacing. Civil Civil War was kind of an experiment, but also the thing about Civil War was I felt like they were trying to both wrap up the Captain America story and also like give us the Avengers movie we should have had. Sure. And yeah. so it was just like two things that they should have done one or the other. And honestly, I really wish we had gotten a real third Captain America movie, but you know, I, I'm not wish, still salty about that or anything. I wish that too, but I also see like, especially seeing this now, I can see why the Russos were trying to do so much of like, let's get as many characters in there as possible. Because they were beta testing how to oh, do yeah. this movie. And that is why they did this movie, movie so well. Yeah. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna slightly disagree. I think I, I not personally for me. I thought it was good. I thought it was paced well. I didn't think they ever put too many characters on the screen except for like the big wide like the big shots of this is the battle for Wakanda. Like, ooh, look at all these people. <laughs> be ready. This is gonna be hype. But like, I think that if you went to the movie theater and this was not your first Marvel movie, if this was your third Marvel movie you ever seen, you would have no idea what was going on. You'd be confused, there'd be characters you don't know and care about having weird dialogue lines with other characters you kind of know, but, like, don't know why they have an eye patch yeah, now. Yeah, I think that that's a good point. Like, so one of my coworkers today, I was talking about the movie, and he was like, how many Marvel movies do I need to see in order to actually appreciate this movie? Sex. And I was a like, bunch. I was like, oh, I mean, not that many. And I was like, oh, well, have you seen this one? He's like, no. I was like, okay, you should probably see that one. Have you seen this one? He's like, no. I was like, oh, you should probably see that one. Like, the more I thought about it, the more I realized that in order to actually fully appreciate this, not even fully appreciate it, but like, I think in order to really enjoy this movie as more than just a, oh, there are some fun things happening on the screen right now, you kind of do have to have seen the majority of the movies up to this point. I uh, don't I think that. I, I also disagree. I, I think yeah. you need to see like six movies. You need I... to see Thor, Thor Ragnarok. Yep. You probably don't need to see the any of the first three Iron Men. Although Iron Man 1 is really good, you probably should. Same with, you probably don't need to see first Captain America as long as you see all the second and third one. 
because as long as you know who Captain America is, like yeah, okay, I'm, I'm with you. I'm uh, with you up to Winter this Soldier point. and Civil War are like big plot yep. relevant ones. Yeah. So those two, Thor Ragnarok, Guardians one. Guardians, Guardians one. one. Yeah, that's, that's Guardians what I told two. my coworker. Guardians I was like, don't need the second one, but the first one, yeah. Um, you need to see Black Panther. Black Panther. Yep. I would say and you need to see Spider-Man: Homecoming. No, but maybe that's uh, no. just because Absolutely I love Peter Parker. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> it's probably just because I'm really attached to Peter Parker right yeah, much, now. Yeah, much like like yeah, I'd say you should see Guardians two and Iron Man one, but like no, you don't. Like you need to know who the characters are, and you should I, need I to see think... you need to see uh, both other Avengers movies. Yeah, I was gonna say so you seven. need to okay, so see like... yeah, seven the Avengers. Movies. Here's the thing: I, I'm gonna disagree entirely. I okay. think watching them, you get a better experience. But I think the characters yes. are simple enough to get at a glance that I don't think you necessarily need to have seen all those to get it. Okay, well, so what I was saying, it wasn't to get it, it was to, like, actually appreciate it, which I think is kind of different. I guess, but to fully appreciate what they've managed to do, I feel like you kind of need to be in our situation where since movie one, we've been like, yo, I'm Yeah, in. that's true. That's and true. Because like, like, then you get the whole experience of seeing it start so small and hit that first Avengers and you're like, wow, how does it get bigger and better than this? And then it fucking just does. Yeah. Like, almost linearly. You know, there's a few Age of Ultrons in there. <laughs> one in particular that sticks out. Fuck it's called Age of Ultron. <laughs> but... More Never or less, they've gotten better and better. No, that whole movie was terrible, and I blocked it from no, my memory. No, it wasn't. It, yes, it, it was not all terrible. It was really bad. That is not what this podcast is about. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll have sorry. a second one about like a fucking ten-year-old movie later. Um, I I think that you're you're right. I think that people that haven't seen a lot of MCU movies, like we went with um, my girlfriend Allison, she's seen a couple. She hasn't seen all of them. She was still able to enjoy the movie, but there were scenes that I think we appreciated more because we understood how big of a deal it was to see some of these characters being together, interacting, things that are happening. Um, and I think that even goes farther with like people that have read some of the comics understand even more of those things than what we do for instance and i i haven't read this part of the comic uh that the the black watch or whatever the black uh black order thank you that like they're in i haven't read that but i know that it's a super big fucking deal that the spear that the lady throws never misses its target and is unstoppable so it's a big deal that captain america catches it like it's supposed to be a huge ass thing that like he's not supposed to be able to do that but he is because he's captain america but like unless you read the comics you don't understand that scene you just think he looks cool because he's in the yeah no shadows. like i i didn't i didn't get that one yeah and and but like it's still cool and like we still appreciated that scene we just didn't appreciate it as much as people that read the comics appreciated that D different less less granular take like this is this movie is a payoff. It is not a build up for the scene. Like it builds up to the the big scene at the end. All that like that is what this movie. That's why I don't think it's an issue that we talked about it for like an entire podcast length of normal time. Yeah. And then like other stuff later. Like that is the the payoff for all of the Marvel movies before it. And it it's way more than one movie's worth of build up. If you are not invested several movies into Iron Man's character, you just think he's this like 
dumb stuck-up jack-off, and then when he gets saved over the time stone, you don't know why. You're just like, why? Why is he worth this? Not like, something, like, Strange knows something is up, and because of this character is like a character that matters. It's just, oh. Strange must be some sort of idiot. <laughs> and you might still think that. That's a, that's a, but if you go in knowing who, like, if you go through seeing all the, like, even the bad Iron Man movies, like, even the bad ones, he makes some progress, and he, he's he's Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, and gets more likable every time. And seeing him with Tom Holland, like, whole, like trying to, be like, I don't want to die. Like, that was that was not. I was like, what what hit me there was not so much Tom Holland being not wanting to die. That's, that that makes a lot of sense. It was a bit that when he was looking at Tony Stark, and Tony Stark was just defeated, just like. I, this is the opposite. This is the last thing I could have imagined and is the worst possible way for this to have gone. Just, like, the shock. Like, the probably very naive shock, but it, it caught my surprise. That, that bit is, like, every moment, like, the movie's full moments like that. And it's like, each one of those being 10 to 15% less good will seriously drop how good the movie is. And so, like, I think it'll be an enjoyable movie. I think even if you don't know what the plot is or you are not that invested in the characters, it's really well made. But it's a really well made end to a story. Yeah. Also, side note, his entire mm-hmm. Mr. Stark, I don't feel yeah, so yeah, good. Was, yeah. Ad-libbed, which just makes it that much more important of how good of an actor Tom Holland is. Like, the fact that he was just like, I'm gonna sell my death scene so hard and make it a point, I'm just like, god damn, that was good. Um, uh, briefly, I'm, a, I'm not gonna say anything about Tom Holland's, I think his performance is good. I think the fact that they gave him a full, like, minute and a half to slowly fade away was a disservice to the, the way all the other characters did it. Oh my god, Kev, your mic is a f- You shoved yeah. it up your asshole at some point, my dude. <laughs> I don't I'm know sorry. what you did, back. but it got so much worse. Well, I think it may just be because of the fact that he improvised more of his death than some of the other people, yeah. that they were able but, to use that and sell it as an emotional beat uh, better than some of the other characters. It's just like, when, when I don't know, like when 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 exactly one person gets time to say goodbye, especially two, because Quill also had lines. Yeah, I mean, like, I I think that you're right that there is a disservice was, was, to some weird. of the characters because, know, like, yeah, it was just like a weird choice. Not like, I don't know, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think I pro- I'll probably walk back my name of disservice. I, I think it was just a strange choice that a lot of player, a lot a lot of like like the main players in that scene got. A, a look of, oh shit, what's up? Like, Drax kind of... Damn, Kevin. And, yeah, I don't know. You're, it yeah. goes in and out real bad. Like, you'll start strong, and then it'll just fade off into robot But, but no, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, though, is that, like, I it is weird that some of those characters got, like, the short end of a stick, but I also think that, you know some of them were done on a purpose uh, for how much time that they did have or the lines that yeah, they like, were able to yeah, say. I, I, yeah, I, 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 you're right that if that it was a very good scene, I'm glad they didn't cut it. And if they had given everyone the same time, it would have just been a 
okay, this this scene is going to take literally a half oh, yeah. an hour. Yeah, well, just an just, hour of people dying. But in, yeah. uh, it's just, I think it, it you, works. Uh, I think having Tom Holland as, or having Spider-Man as, like, the, I'm the emotional beat of this, while, like, yeah. everybody else what goes, I... but, like, we're gonna sell it on him, so I what... think works. I'm coming around with since that is, yeah, it's the, it's the kid. It's the I was gonna yeah. say, he's like, the kid. Like... They kept forecasting, oh, no, no, you don't come along, you'll die, don't get off the ship, die, don't go into space, don't get beat up by Thanos, you'll die. Right, and, like, that was, that was a thing that drove me crazy in Age of Ultron, or, not Age of Ultron, sorry, uh, Civil War was, like... What the, fuck is Tony, what the fuck is Tony Stark doing dragging this random 15-year-old into a war with, like, super-powered people? Like, where does he get off doing that? I mean, okay, and so then, he was fighting with Captain America, but it's still Captain America. No, I know, but, like, it just, I don't know. The fact that he was, like, not kidnapped, but just, like, picked up and taken halfway across the world to, like, fight in a battle that wasn't his... And so just having that moment in this one where it's like he really is just like this scared kid fighting in a war much bigger than he is just it was it, it was, was like the best part of Age of Ultron where yeah. they were selling Jeremy Renner's getting killed as Hawkeye like they like they they kept referencing that he was in over his depth that he had a limited he was heck getting old for an assassin and his skills weren't really relevant to real superhero fights and it's like Oh, and he sees that like the kid out in the street, and he's like, "Oh fuck!" And he there just and, like shakes his head and looks at him like, "Oh god, that's this is the bit where I go out and <laughs> do this thing, and then I get killed." But like, he does it anyway, and he doesn't. And like, that was a very good build that they did, and it was like it just it got you when it didn't get him because you were expecting it so bad. And this oh yeah, they, they did that build, and yeah. Nobody came around. expected came that. around for Tom Holland. No, they yeah. did expect it. I expect the shit out of it. I did not expect Spider-Man to die at the end of this. I don't know. See, and I went into this movie sad. fully prepared to watch Steve Rogers and Tony Stark die, and then neither of them died, but like everybody else did. Like, I was just like, oh shit. Y'all were there at dinner when I made my bets, and Spider-Man was not on that list. But when after like the third time, Tony Stark's like, "Get off this ship," or or like, "I'm not bringing you into space with me." It was like, either he has to save Tony's ass, like in spectacular fashion or he's gonna die one of these two is getting built up here which both happened <laughs> all right uh unless oh, do you have something else i'm just gonna probably oh, i was gonna say uh to 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 wrap us up here oh um, i also had something to wrap us up oh, oh this is awkward now oh no this is this is awkward is it the same thing because probably i just not. wanted to go through um a as like a final words of so now that this has happened uh, where do we see the MCU going from here? Like, wh what do you think we're going to see next? After, you, you know, like, predictions into Avengers 4 and after that, of, like, what will we see the MCU become? I think between now and Avengers 4 will be flashbacks of things that happened two weeks before the Infinity War. I think these things are not happening after half the world blows up or their movies just going to be taken over by oh giant issues that's not what ant-man 2 is going to be about i almost yeah. guarantee it after infinity war 2 is going to be entirely based on how bullshit they resolve this if they resolve it with a lot of bullshit most of their characters are back and it continues on much like it had been how, and how would it you dies like because a lot of people it? stop caring how would you like to see it continue uh 
I can take this one. What I... I guess I'll start with what I'm afraid is going to happen. Yeah. What I'm afraid is going to happen is they're going to... Okay, all the old Walk Avengers all get together and they're like, oh, golly, it's good to have the old team back. They go and they fight old man Thanos and they get the glove and they unsnap the fingers and everyone comes back. But, oh, no, they all died, probably. And so then we just continue without the most recognizable characters or slash the most overpaid ones. That's what I fully expect to happen. So that's kind of what I don't want to do like i think they could sell the hell out of it and probably be decent but it it feels a little bit like okay so the last movie who the fuck even cares anymore it was completely irrelevant whatever um and you know you get rid of fucking captain america and iron man which like oh i love those guys what i would like to see happen you get all the way to the end with them being like of course we can undo it obviously we're gonna get to undo it they get there they get the thing and it's like okay how do we undo it and it's like oh we can't and just you just reset the thing. You basically say, okay, we wipe it clean, reset it in some way. Because I think in some way they have to. Because after Thanos, you can't go a lot bigger. So you kind of got to go different. I, I guess, you know, depending on if ink has dried. What do you mean, depending what on you're if ink has dried? Because if the deal with Sony, go- or not Sony, with... Uh... Fox goes through, they could pull out Doctor Doom, Galactus, various other very large okay. villains. Here's the issue is that Gal- Galactus doesn't like you know how when they did Watchmen, they changed the end the very end of Watchmen because it didn't play well. Yeah. Like they changed Galactus in like Sony changed Galactus. And that was correct because Galactus as written in Marvel is kind of stupid. Plus, okay, once you have established here is this Also, character. Doctor Doom is not as is like at worst as scary as Thanos. And starts off less scary. Okay. How do you escalate from Thanos half snapped his world, fingers and killed literally. half the universe? That's true. What? Yeah. Oh, Doctor Doom showed up and he clapped his hands and three quarters of the universe yeah. died. That, I mean, that, that's, that's retarded. That's the scary bit. Yeah. When Doctor Doom is trying to get the Infinity Gauntlet, this is the big payoff. This is the thing that is scary, is that there's this thing that can blow up whatever you want, basically. I Yeah. I, I mean, I, I will agree with you, knowing some of the things from the comics that happened after the Gauntlet stuff, you're pretty spot on is that the gauntlet is the payoff yeah. everything else there's some good villains and storylines that happen after the gauntlet but the gauntlet's the big thing what i think would be really cool is rather than just trying to keep escalating it you back off and you do smaller more like character stuff you do you do winter soldier but another one yeah right or like <laughs> you don't kind fight of... an alien invasion you fight people trying to take over like hydra style or you could even do more like a civil war type thing where there's like just conflicts within the team you know like more interpersonal between the characters that actually like escalates to kind of a conflict like the avengers never fought a normal ass supervillain. yeah like we at least not on the screen we had the begin when they were fighting uh the hydra people that were in sokovia or whatever yeah and that was the closest thing, and that was like the very beginning of Age of Ultron. But the only other times you saw someone on screen together were fighting the alien invasion in New York and Ultron, the robot man. Megan, what would you like to see happen here? I mean, Jake summed up a lot of what I was thinking. What I expect to happen is basically exactly what he said he doesn't want to see happen. And then I'm kind of afraid that they are going to try to, like, continue to escalate things. Because there always seems to be this, 
like urge to try to do something bigger, something badder than what you just did. And it doesn't usually work. Like it just feels very like played out and also like you're not getting a payoff anymore. It reminds so- me of, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Like when, okay, so when, what, what was that last Star Wars? Uh, not, I want to say A New Hope. Force Awakens. Yeah. yeah. When they have their Death Star, and it's so much bigger than the last <laughs> one, it can blow up five planets or whatever. Yeah, It was yeah. just like, are you joking? It's just like, what the fuck, guys? Like, yeah, this has been done dumb. before. The, and, and it just, it feels stupid. It feels played out. It feels cheap, honestly. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't raise the stakes. It makes you go, Really? You're doing right. that. The right. bits that sold like, in that movie were not the, it's a giant Death Star. It's the, oh, we're trying to, well, like, it's the, we're the New Order. We're the, like, the neo-Nazis of space. Like, we're the Sith, but we don't know what the Sith are anymore. So we're just being evil for no good reason because we're trying to figure shit out. See, yeah. sticks. That's I, scary. I think my my fear uh, is similar to yours. Um I don't want them to just magically hand wave things and everything go back to the way things were. I think that is just not a good way to go because I, if you're not going to kill off characters, uh, I feel like there should be consequences uh, for what is to happen and not like to the studio or something, but I mean like to the characters, like we just saw Peter die. Okay. We saw a, a 15 year old kid go to space and die from this fight. If you magically hand wave his ass back to life, he needs to be scarred. You don't just live through that. Oh, hey, I'm alive now. Everything's fine. Like his character needs to change from that point. Same thing with like seeing the guardians coming back. Uh, like you can't just have the team being the same team as it was. This changes people, and we already have seen them be able to do something like that very well with Tony. But, but they're, they're going, going to need to be able to do that with more than just one. Yeah, character. I mean, I think that that could make for some really interesting follow-up movies, though. Like if they go that direction and they do it well. Oh yeah, you could end up with some really good like character-driven stuff. That, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that because actually, what I wanted to say for my closing thing was that it's kind of interesting that I'm so hung up on whether or not these characters' deaths are going to matter. But if you look at, like, other movies, like, if you go see a James Bond movie, James Bond's not going to die. Yeah. He's got ten more movies coming up. It might be a different actor, but it's the same It's the same guy. Yeah. And just because going into that movie, it's like, he's not going to die, it doesn't make the movie worse. It doesn't lower the stakes unless you're, like, a pedantic asshole. It's still like, oh, man, it's so intense. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why I treat this so different. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah Jake, I'm really tempted to make a make a Ruby reference here, but maybe I'll save that for later. <laughs> no, no. You you can't just tease me with that. <laughs> well, it's okay, so it's like when Yang loses her arm and mm. we were both mm. like, are they gonna, you know, just give her a robot arm and do nothing with this? And then we were actually like glad that they didn't immediately do that, because otherwise what was the point? Sure. What do you mean? Did they just immediately do that? There was an episode where it seemed like they might do something. A full episode where she was brooding about getting the Doomfist arm. That seemed like the start to a character arc. And And then they got bored. Well, Jake, you haven't watched the most recent season still. I watched two episodes. It was really. Oh my god, you've watched two episodes. It gets better. I promise. Well, it can't get a lot. 
I mean, I was going to say it can't get worse, but it could. They could talk about orbs more. But, okay. <laughs> Still a different podcast. Yeah. Okay. Back yeah, on topic. Yeah, different back podcast. On topic. Here, uh, can, I, can I have a theory? Yeah. Quick. Please. Go with me on this. So, we're we're fine with it being, like, there being a reset as long as the reset matters a lot to at least some people. Yeah. So, go with me on this journey. Tony Stark gets the gauntlet back, puts it on, and goes full, I want to build a suit of armor to save the world, and recreates the world with all the people, that, with a bunch of people back in it. Like, basically everyone he can remember. And it's not great. <laughs> it's it's not Ooh. great. House of Emmett? Basically, yeah. yeah. House of Emmett with Tony Stark. I'd be about that. Or, I think that would be a fantastic yeah. idea. That, did, It'd be did Scarlet Witch live? I thought she disappeared. But I don't remember now. now I, that think, I, I think she got dusted. I thought so too, because like, yeah. she would be the obvious one. I that, believe but... she did, if only because after the movie you were talking about House of M. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Yeah. I, I, and and I, I mean, I would I think that would be fine. But like I think we have all agreed upon is that like but you can't like... just hand wave this and everything go back to normal. Something has to be different for the next set of movies after Avengers 4. What intrigues me is that they were so bold with this one that it feels almost a little weird to imagine that they would just do the obvious yeah. reversal in the next one. Yeah, Like, like I knew, like, I'm the Infinity reversal, Gauntlet... I'm, I'm that one of the main... Reversal, yeah. Okay, well, we'll just keep doing this for the next hour, it'll be good. <laughs> you go. I'm expecting a reversal, but with a twist, and I'm hoping it's good enough to deal with the fact that everyone's going to be back in more or less the state they left in. And, and I think, you know, that, that you know, trying, trying to do the House of M thing is exactly that. You know, it's it's the reverse with a twist. For those who are not familiar with this, uh, House of M is a, a set of comics from when, a uh, set of comics from when, basically after, I don't know if it was, was it Infinity Gauntlet or was it Crisis of Infinite Earths? Uh, there's a giant giant conflict, a bunch of people died, and Scarlet Witch willed the world into being perfect, basically. Everyone was fine, everyone was alive, everyone's lives were great, she made the Matrix and put everyone in it, with Char using Charles Xavier's mind as the template. And brought and, back Clint, because she killed him. Yeah, she, she, she brought a bunch of people back from the dead, because she, she has magic powers, she, like, they, she went full on the maximum Wanda Maximov, like, wizard powers here, and made an alternate reality and put everyone into it but and people, there was a lot of there was a lot of shit that happened because like yeah. people came back from the dead and like a bunch of dead villains are now back in the world and people are trying to get out of the matrix and magneto's running everything because she's scarlet witch's dad and he's not a great dude so there's still conflicts even inside of the ideal world there's conflicts and then it, eventually they find a way to get out also i think that you know doing something like exactly as you said as tony gets the gauntlet and makes that uh you know puts the uh the shield in a suit of armor well that seems like a cold earth isn't that what cap yeah. tells him or something like that and i feel like that's exactly what like it, it already works as a payoff to that yeah. of just being like yeah everything is back to the you know protected and everything's fine but it's not the way that things should be, and that Easy. characters would, and, and I mean, yeah. and characters would be rebelling against that, and seeing you know like Tony Stark as the bad villain, as other people have to like fight him to be able to like try to make things right. I I think would be a very good thing. So I like the idea. 
but my main problem is it's a little too continuity based, I guess. Oh yeah. Like if you see a movie after that, nothing is going to make sense, really. You know what I mean? Like you can go see like Ant-Man without having seen any other Marvel movie and you can be like, "Yeah, I get it." But if the next movies are going to be like they're in a weird replica made by a guy in this other movie in relation to events from the movie before that one, you start to get into the territory of what they've been pretty crafty at avoiding of being like, if you do not see the last movie, this one will mean literally nothing. Yeah, it kind of stops being approachable for just like the general. Like, even if you say this movie was the worst one in terms of that, if only because there's so many characters, they still do a good job of whenever a character shows up, they're like, hey, here's my gimmick. You know what I mean? Like when Tony Stark sees Doctor Strange is like, hey, wizard boy. It's like, yeah, okay. Magic man, I'm there. I get that. Yeah, um, it's it is not great, but there's something big that Tony Stark has to do here, and I can't think for the life of me what it would be because, like, unless it is something with putting things back the way they came from. I I feel like the big thing for Tony is going to be uh, self sacrifice. I, Here's I, the issue I have with that, though. How you remember at the end of Avengers 1, where the big thing for Tony is self-sacrifice? And they didn't kill him. Yeah. That's... Having him just repeat the same character arc? Yeah. They no, is I like, take that back. We they dropped a continent over Sokovia, and he didn't die. And we went into Civil War, and he didn't die. Yeah, you, you know, you are, you are correct with that, because I was going off of the, you know, seeing him go from the like, kind of bratty, stubborn child, self, very selfish from the first Iron Man, but they've already done that orc to make him the guy that would self, uh, self-sacrifice himself That's to save to the world. That's not to say that he won't still do that. Like, Ruby famously reused every plot point it ever did and why I hate that show now. But I don't think it would be very rewarding to just see Tony Stark go through the same arc that he's already done before. I would agree. Now, now that you you bring up the fact that he's done it not only once but twice now, yeah. seeing him do it a third time and maybe not coming back from it, it's like ah, fuck it. He's already yeah, done it. This we is his character. Know. Yeah. Also, this is Infinity War. We expected the real possibility of no one coming back from it. Yeah, like, that's true. If you're following up Infinity War with oh Tony Stark dies, you're like oh shit. <laughs> one of the Avengers got killed in this movie? I don't believe you. <laughs> All of the Avengers got killed in the last one. But I yeah, think just... that maybe the thing is that, like, to, in order to make, you, you know, it more, you know, to one-up it and make it more important is going to be exactly that of, oh man, all of the Avengers died in the last one, who dies in this one? Oh, the important Avenger that you actually, like, you know, the the big guy. So I feel like Iron Man or Cap have to go at the end of the next or one. Or both. I was yeah. going to say, I would not Probably be... Probably both. Here's the problem, though. I said the same exact thing going into this one yeah. of, it'll be one or the other, probably both and neither of them died so i i I know nothing yeah i didn't really expect this movie to end the way it did like honestly the end scene happened and i thought to myself okay so we're probably like two-thirds of the way through this movie right now now they're gonna fix things and then they rolled the credits that's what part and i was just like oh because i guess i just hadn't been paying enough attention to realize that there was like a direct part two (laughs) 
I don't know how I missed that. Probably because I was kind of just like disillusioned with Marvel for a little bit there. But yeah. But but I think I think that Jake, your hunch is right. It's just that you're gonna see that in the part two of this movie, not in the part one. Because sure. we're we're halfway through. Yeah, and I think that's the the the, the main takeaway is that like basically we're just gonna hit a year long intermission for what is going to be the rest of this movie because this was just kind of like the mid-season, you know, finale. And if this is what they're doing as the the mid-season shit, I cannot fathom what we're going to get in the well, next Well, right, one. it'll either be really good or it'll just be like what the fuck were you guys thinking? I don't know, man. Their track record is good enough that I'm willing to give them benefit of the doubt on this one. As much as I hate hey, Feige, I know that he's right. Here, <laughs> like here's, here's the thing. Maybe it's a right foot, left foot situation. We got Avengers was good. Ultra was bad. This one was good. Mm, I'm worried. Could be. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks Let's... for listening to the podcast, everybody. We appreciate you being here. Thanks to, you know, our wonderful host, Jake. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I've done a lot. Yep. Kevin. <laughs> and uh, Megan. And uh, I for being here. Did you just thank yourself? Look, I'm trying to sign us out. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I'm gonna no, no, he's not here. That was open. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer, A-M-A-I-R. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Also, this week's podcast was again brought to you by Reclaim Industrial, a small but amazing shop of makers, designers, and fabricators based out of Bluemont, Virginia. You can check out their website at www.reclaimindustrial.com. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. Again, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.